Hello there, it's me, Professor Oak. I'm here to tell you about a new podcast series from Super NPC Radio, all about the original Pokemon games. Pikachu. That's right, Pikachu. Your favorite trainers are playing through Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow for their next Games Club series, and you can hear all about their journey. Look, my grandson is here. What's his name again? Well, my name is Gary, but whoever is playing the game named me Butt. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. But, I mean, Gary, did you subscribe to their Patreon to follow along with their Pokemon journey? Yeah, but only because I know they'll need help from me along the way. Catch the Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow Games Club by subscribing at the $10 DJ Toad tier at patreon.com slash supernpcradio to hear new episodes every Friday. We'll see you there, listeners. Gotta catch them all. to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario, K-Rule, Bowser, and Troscanon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and boy, oh boy, what a freaking week it's been. What a week it's going to be. We are, as of this recording, a mere seven days away from the release of <laughs> Zelda 2, as I've been, as I'm now calling it, <laughs> Zelda Part 2, uh... Uh, and, 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 you know, when I'm thinking of an episode for a week before Tears of the Kingdom comes out, I'm like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what this... <laughs> this is a dead week. This is the worst week you could ever have. Because next week, we will definitely be doing a uh, our first impressions of Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not sure who's going to be on that yet, but expect it to be familiar faces. Okay. Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, the other member of the Zoo Tycoon crew here to, uh, to do this episode with me. It's Michael McCaller. What's happening? I'm here. Absolutely. Oh, Do no. You get- oh, no. Stars. There we go. There it is. <laughs> okay, there it is. Yeah. Do you have like I, like a Christmas Eve kind of feeling about this week? Like, yes. I, I just wish I could go to sleep and wake up and it would be Tears of the Kingdom. I know. I, are you? Okay. I We got to talk about this. But first, let me talk about what we're going to be doing today and and talk about the patreon uh today's episode um i kind of on a whim just decided that video games a comedy show needs its own hall of fame i saw that there was another video game hall of fame going on and it was like in the news and i was like looking through the games that were selected and i was like these are good these are these are these kind of make sense but they don't make total sense and they don't make my kind of sense so we're (laughs) gonna try to uh we're gonna set that up here today and uh today mccullough and i have brought in each we don't know each other's games. We each brought in five games that we think uh, they're not necessarily our favorites. They're games that like we feel like are emblematic of video games as a whole. Maybe they push the medium forward. They're important games. They're games that without these we wouldn't have the the video game landscape we do today. And we're going to induct out of the ten entries, three three mm-hmm. are going to go in. Um, and we're going to do that uh, via discussion. Should be a really good time, actually. I'm actually excited about this episode. I like I like lists. I like mm. ranking things. I like I, those are, those tickle me. They'll forever tickle me. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where you can go check out bonus content from 
the makers of this show, Call Me By Your Game, Reactivators, Scary Basement uh, Podcast, and of course, Inside Video Games Classic with July. We're well underway into our Pokemon Games Club, of which uh, Mikey McCaller here can attest is his first go-through of any Pokemon game. Shocking to learn yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> the way Pokemon function in this world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, it's been a wild ride so far. Um, uh, we just got done with like perhaps our most complicated recording to date. I don't think it's going to be that weird again. Like just the things we had to do and the places we had to go and <laughs> skip certain things and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, it's been a good time over there. So patreon.com slash super NPC radio, check it out. Uh, now I got to know, did you pre-order the game at all yet? I haven't. No. Okay. Are you a digital man or are you a physical man? I truly can't decide. <laughs> Help me reason it out right now. Okay. Let's do it. I feel like with the first breath of the wild, I had it physical. Yeah. And I don't love physical because like, especially on switch, you're swapping yes. cartridges in and out and you can only bring one physical game with you, but I would eventually trade the physical Breath of the Wild into GameStop and rebuy it digitally. So it was just yeah. always on my Switch. Like it was on sale. I didn't spend that much more money on yeah. it, but I did that. Uh, what is, is your fun. Switch ri- library looking like right now? Is it, do you, are you, do you have every game you've purchased installed? No. Okay. Very much not. I, I, um, I feel like, I think the only thing I play on Switch are, Nintendo Switch Online games. I haven't played okay. a Switch game in years. Okay. Um, I have an unopened copy of Luigi's Mansion 3 that, like, <laughs> I'm lusting for, but when am I going to get to that? When is that going to happen? Halloween, maybe. Halloween feels right. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, uh, listen, I've talked myself out of it. There's no way I'm going to get this game physical. I need okay, to have it digital. Yeah. I, like, I just, right. I'll, I'll want it on my Switch. I'll want yeah. it around and ready yeah. to go. How about it's you? A, have you pre ordered it, it yet? I have pre ordered it physical from Best Buy. Mm, okay. It's going to be a chunky monster in terms of gigabytes, I think, uh, mm-hmm. on my Switch. And my Switch just straight up, like, it is on its, it is a, it is on its deathbed. It's smoker's cough. I've oh, loaded no. that thing with so many games. It is, it is bursting at the seams. <laughs> it, the thing is hot as hell, barely runs. It's because physically I, heavy. Like how some N64 yeah. cartridges <laughs> just physically were way more. I just, is it a I, long I, switch? I, it is a launch switch. Okay. I have a, and I have a SD card in there. I have like a, mm. you know, like more storage added to it. It doesn't matter. It's just like, and the things I keep always loaded up on that thing are like, it's never like tentpole big games. It's it's a lot of like the Mega Man collection, mm. the this arcade collection, this little the Blizzard arcade collection. It's it's all these collections that I've mm-hmm. purchased. Because I figured those are the ones that you always want to keep around just for a rainy day or whatever. But it's just, I have too much stuff on there. So I really shudder at the idea of buying another game phys- uh, digitally on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I have to move data around if that's going to be, if I'm going to do that. So, but then of course, like I, I, I have purchased just about every first party Switch game. Like I have physical. So, sure. yeah, because I got ahead of that early on with the console launched and just decided, I think I could just get the whole Nintendo collection, first party collection. Hmm. Like if I just buy them when they come out, they, it's not like a new one comes out every week. It's like a big game comes out maybe once a month. So yeah. And it, it does feel like that's like a cool physical collection to have. You can put yeah. that up in like 
I've I've kind of got it going here. I've got my little Resident Evil collection going for my yeah. like Twitch streams physically, and haven't Beautiful. figured out how to orient my body. <laughs> up, yeah, so right. That it's all <laughs> on there, but. Yeah, it just feels like physical collections just for people like us in media and like video, like I assume we'll be doing video and Twitch streaming stuff. Like it feels cool yeah. to have that stuff physically. I think so. Mm. I uh, The thing about physical Switch Nintendo stuff is that like I feel like it doesn't depreciate the same way that other medias do, mediums Absolutely do. Not. So I, I feel like at one point, if I ever wanted to, I could just like, after the switch is long dead, just offload the entire collection as a piece for probably an exorbitant amount of money. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. For rent. Yeah. For rent one time. Have I ever told you about my fascination with the Wii U subreddit? No. <laughs> it's the weirdest subreddit possibly on the whole internet. It's just r slash Wii U. And it's people who are still like, there's a lot of posts about just like, Man, if Nintendo had just gotten the marketing right, this would be the best system. <laughs> or <laughs> wow, a lot of still like, they think that. Uh, should I get Bayonetta? <laughs> just yeah. like a lot of like polls, but yeah. they do a lot of posts about like I've almost got the entire Wii U collection, and it's yeah. just a snapshot of their bookshelf, mm-hmm. and it's not impressive. <laughs> There's no. a few games for it. Yeah. Uh, my very favorite are Wii U posts are the ones that are just like a stack of four or five games. And it's like, it's not much, but it's my collection. <laughs> it's not much, but it's all there. literally was for this game. You know, I, I, uh, the Wii U and the Dreamcast, I feel like would be like very easy collections to like finish. Yeah. And I thought about doing Dreamcast back in the day, but then I was like, it's still going to be like, 400 500 games. I don't I just don't want that much that many clamshell CD cases That's in my true. House. That takes up a lot of space. I also feel like there's probably like a couple of jewels, right? There's probably like yeah. a $2000 Dreamcast game that they made oh, four copies sure. of. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Being a completionist about collecting anything has never been my bag, but like you know, now that I am this far along in the Switch, it's like, oh, it, I could just keep going and just mm-hmm. grab these all as they come out. Um what have you been playing, by the way? Well, um, when Roxy and I recorded uh, an episode of Super NPCs a few weeks ago, we uh, did our video game Piles of Shame. Yes. And Banjo-Tooie is a game that I Uh-oh. have touched two or three times and have finally sunk into it. I finally get it and I'm loving Banjo-Tooie. Dude, what are you playing this on? Uh, Xbox, Xbox. You are playing on your Xbox. I thought you hated your Xbox. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that'll come up a couple times this episode, but yeah, Xbox is in a spot. I don't love it, but um, I tried a game called um, the last case of Benedict Fox. Right? Is that good? No. Okay. I I'm hate glad. it so much. It, it looked like I liked the poster. I was like, oh, Lovecraft stuff, I think. And yes. then I'm glad it's not good because then I don't have to play it. It looks incredible. It was described, I heard it described on another podcast as Resident Evil puzzles in a Super Metroid uh, oh, play love style. It. And Jewel, Jewel in the Tiger's Eye, please. Couldn't have been more lusty for a game and tried it and hated it. But I had this, um, I bought like a CD Keys uh, Game Pass pass uh mm. 
like a three month pass for like 10 bucks a while ago and let game pass lapse. <laughs> it was yeah. not nothing I was playing on it and was just like, had it in my back pocket, like yeah. ready to whenever a game pass game really got me. So this last case of Benedict Fox was the one and I hated it so much. And I was like, well, I guess I've got game pass and yeah. that's where Banjo Tooie was. And so I just, I hopped on, I finally played it and I'm not super far in it. I'm only through the first world, but right. it's clicking for me. It's clicking for me in a way that like That's the first cool. level felt like Banjo-Kazooie again. And I did do a first person shooter part that did suck. <laughs> yeah, that that does. That sounds terrible. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm, I'm really curious when I'm going to get around to playing Banjo-Kazooie because I last year I played Banjo-Kazooie when it came on Nintendo Switch Online. I played mm-hmm. the whole game. I never played it before. I never beat it. And Oh, really? Yeah, and I just I loved it, and it was so great. And Halloween World is so fun, and yeah. I just like I'm like really I'm looking forward to playing Tui. But once you play a game in a series, you're kind of always like, should I play it right away the next one, or should I wait a while? Right. So I've waited, and I definitely want to get there. But that's that's a fun that's a fun one. Is it HD and everything on the Xbox? It's like crisp. widescreen. Yeah. yeah, it's widescreen. It feels okay. nice. It feel, yeah. it looks good. I was Conquer's Bad by Fur it. Day is not. It's like in a window. Oh, it plays really? like in a window in the, yeah, with like a border. And I'm like, ugh, mm. don't mm. Ugh, gross. <laughs> a lot of those jokes make me go, mm, gross. Already. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like heavily edited on the Xbox. Anyway. Uh, um I've been playing uh are you do you like Star Wars? I can't remember. God, uh, I'm like an, I'm like an eighty percent Star Wars guy. Yeah. Okay. I I like the a lot of the movies a lot. Yeah, but haven't I, gotten into the lore. Okay. I I liked it as a kid. I think like everybody like loves Star Wars just inherently as a kid. Rite of passage mm-hmm. stuff. I have been so dead on it for so long, like uh, the past couple of years, I guess. Just mm-hmm. like not that last Rise of the Skywalker movie made me like one of the worst movies ever made mad it's it, it's so weirdly bad like yeah. just bad in weird ways um but uh anyways i started playing jedi fallen order which oh. is the first jedi game because mm-hmm. um jedi survivors just came out and i never played the first one if i want to play that one i feel like i should probably play that first one mm-hmm. or whatever and um loving it it's good it's great. It's uh, you know, it's not, it's not the best game ever made, but it's like kind of exactly what I want, which is like a, a Metroidvania sort. People are saying it's kind of Souls like. Yeah, I found some. I, I that's a game I've started four or five okay. times. Um, I'm wondering if I'm gonna jump off too. It feels like I could literally abandon it at any second. It's perilous. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. really a razor's edge yeah. of a game. But yeah, right. I remember like coming across a couple of bosses very early that I was like, oh, I'm going to need to come back for this mm-hmm. as opposed to like thinking about it like an Elden Ring. Can I find a right. way to dodge roll and have a 20 minute boss fight with this guy? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it, you know, it's it's got that mechanic of like, if you die you can race back to where you were at and get all your experience points again. But it doesn't like it's other than that, it's not much of a souls game. Mm. It it does have the cool, but I will say it does have that cool Metroidvania thing where there's a lot of switchbacks and like the level designs are like unlocking shortcuts back to where you were and all presents as a connected world, you know, and so cool. That is cool. And I love like the lighting effects are good in it. And and it it feels fun to do the lightsaber stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, bringing anything new to the table this week but jedi fallen <laughs> order 
a game that everyone loves. Yeah, it's a good game. Good. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to finish it before Tears of the Kingdom. That was my big goal, but we'll see. It does what feel like there's just like this countdown clock hanging over it. Like I know. I started Pokemon the also the showed up, and movies. oh yeah, please. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I gotta yeah. finish those before Zelda happens. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, definitely don't want to start anything super new, but yeah, it's hard. It's gonna be hard. I feel like in Tears of the Kingdom is gonna be. I um. I'm going to Disneyland on Thursday. Hey. So, um, so oh. yeah, you'll be playing Tears of the Kingdom Thursday night. Pretty sweet. Uh, I will not. I'm going to go okay. to Best Buy Friday morning at 10 a.m. So you'll be okay. Probably you probably won't have slept that night. We'll just be like completely in it. But um, I'm worried about that night. I think it's going to be late, and yeah. I've got uh, important meetings the next day. That's not oh. really true, but I do have. <laughs> stuff scheduled that i think people are gonna like understand like yeah if they know me they're like yeah you played zelda all night of course you're not on the up and up here yeah i'm so excited man it's uh i i don't have a lot going on for the next couple weeks after that too yeah like i got a little bit of like a you know nothing's happening so i'm like i'm gonna fucking tear this game apart Uh, i'm excited for it why don't you say we get into the news? Yes, um, so, uh, let's see here. The news is happening. It's never not happening. One week I wish the news would just chill out, you know? Take a break. Take a break. Let us process. <laughs> um, They made a Gran Turismo show? Movie. Movie. Maybe. With, st- with celebrities. Like, with right. people in it that are like... The guy from uh, Stranger Things, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, The cop. What's his name? I don't know the actor's name. Oh, David uh, Harbour. Orlando Bloom is in this thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren Barnett. Jerry Hollowell? The former Ginger Spice? That's right. That's right. And it's directed Um, by Neil Blomkamp. Who did, of course, uh, one good movie and then never made another one again. That sounds right. It, what was the movie? The good one he made was like uh, District District Nine. Nine. That's right. He's likable. And then and he then made he kept, Chappie and stuff. He kept like almost making Halo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember hearing yeah. that. And because District Nine kind of was like a Halo. Yeah. Like it looked like Halo. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna see this. Uh, I <laughs> I don't even really love the Gran Turismo games. Um, but cool. It looks uh, like it's <laughs> about a player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan-sponsored video game competitions to become an actual professional race car driver. Yeah, it's a true story. It's true? Yeah, it's based on a true story. That's the new way to do video games. Between that and Tetris, you take a true story that happened in real life and right. then just name it after... like. Yeah. Don't anthropomorphize the blocks. Just tell a real life yeah, story right, that yeah. happened around yeah. Tetris. I'll never forget when like I I we all first learned that like, oh, David Fincher is making the Facebook movie. And I was mm-hmm. like, how is that gonna go? Like, <laughs> are they turning like Facebook into a mascot and character? <laughs> it's like, no, you idiots. They're just telling the story of it. <laughs> He's going on a road trip with James Marsden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fate Mr. F for facebook um did you know that tears of the kingdom copies are already out in the wild i know Nearly and two i'm two weeks jealous 
Yeah. Do you, okay. Do you kind of wish you had one right now? And Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Would be cool. Would be cool. Um, let's see. Have here. you? I'll ask you this. Have you like taken in any of the Tears of the Kingdom footage? Or are you Don't. remaining pure about it? You're just not I've, watching anything. I, very pure. Uh, other than. I didn't even watch the Ganon trailer. I know Ganondorf mm. is back or whatever, but I didn't I didn't even see that. I just I again, it's like I'm just going to play it. Why would I watch this? Like it it's not getting me more hyped mm-hmm. to watch it. If anything, it's it's like I want to experience it all at once. I want it to wash over me so I can get the full imp- like impression of it. But what yeah. about you? Are you watching stuff? Well, I was in this weird place where it like wasn't feeling like a new Zelda to me. It was like, I was like, is this just going to be breath of the wild again with a couple right. of sky islands? Right. And so I was like, worst case, I'm going to replay breath of the wild, which would be fun. But I did kind of need these new trailers to get me on to like, Oh, this is a whole new game. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah. and I, so I've been watching just like a little bit of the preview coverage. This is a whole new game. This is, yeah. There's a lot going on. So yeah. I won't tell you anything, but like I wish right. I could have stayed pure and just oh trusted good them okay. More. It yeah. feels like I betrayed them. It was like I didn't. Yeah. It's like asking your uh, partner if they're cheating. Like it's yeah. the ask that is the betrayal. It's the assumption. Sure. That it's gonna be Breath of the Wild then that is a betrayal. I never ask any questions like that because I always assume the answer is not only yes, <laughs> but in a more despicable way than you could ever imagine. <laughs> It's like it's like a, it's, I, I I live my life like a Lovecraftian protagonist where I'm like just don't look at the books don't, don't read anything if you read anything you will go mad so let everyone just be liars on the surface because <laughs> it can always be worse it can all, did you yeah, cheat oh. on me yes and yeah. it's part of an insurance scam it's the knowledge of good and evil man it's the forbidden We're probably fruit, going to you kill know? you yeah uh, okay so. Xbox. You brought it up earlier. Let's talk about it. I'm playing my Xbox a lot right now because that's where I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Um, I've always thought that Xbox had like the best. Like I just liked it the best of all of the newer consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it because of Game Pass and because it just felt so giving as mm-hmm. opposed to PlayStation Nintendo felt so withholding of things. Um, and I thought and I really did think uh, I don't think it was what year did Halo Infinite come out? Was that two years ago? Two years ago, I want to say, yeah. Okay, yeah. I always felt like that year. I mean, I think that was the the year after the console launch. So it was like the following hol- holiday. Mm-hmm. The Forza Halo Infinite 2 punch was like a really strong argument for Xbox. But not the case. Not so much anymore. Xbox, I feel like, is having a bit of a crisis. Midlife crisis. Crisis mm-hmm. of faith or something. You've been hearing... I, I'm sure you've read a lot of different little snippets here and there about like everything going on. But what's your take on all this? Because there's quite a bit of news regarding Xbox. Yeah. Um, I guess just to the, the, the two big things to me were um, this Activision blizzard merger mm. with Microsoft yeah. is seemingly blocked in the UK mm-hmm. and it might be big enough to stop it from going through altogether. Right. Which feels like it would be a horrible disaster. Jesus yeah. Christ. And then, yeah. Redfall. Redfall yeah. came out and is, for all intents and purposes, not a game. Yeah. Like, right. It's Bad just like a, a tech demo. Yeah. And it just feels very bleak. Like I think about how long it takes to make a video game and 
how much effort goes into it. And it's just like Microsoft is already like been struggling to put yeah. out enough games. And so now they tried to buy a company that would just give them games and right. that may be stopping. And then it seems like their development is not in a great place. Like no. it feels like all their big games that they could put out to like have another Halo style one, two punch with that and Forza. Cause it sounds like Forza is every year anyway. Mm-hmm. There, it feels impossible. It feels yeah. like they're uh, like you're winded on the first leg of the race. And that is really <laughs> frightening to me uh if i was microsoft i would feel very (laughs) scared um i want to like my xbox i agree like game pass is a good deal and it's fun to like bop through and just see if there's anything you want to play it feels like a whole different universe in there from the rest of gaming i'm just like oh this is its own thing i like it well i would say that like for my money playstation plus is doing it as good or better like it feels like there's as many options and for sure And options of games that you're so nostalgic for and close to. Right. I feel, does Xbox, has Xbox been around to have any nostalgia for us? Halo. I guess Halo, yeah. They they, they made a weird choice in not doubling down on anything franchise related that would get them like a tale, except for Master Chief. He's the only Mm -hmm. guy. They tried with like little things here and there, but it didn't work. It didn't pan out. Um, yeah, this is really, really weird and sad. So we know that Microsoft itself is doing fine. Like it's their games division. That's always Mm -hmm. been underperforming. Um, I read an article recently that where they talked about the Xbox one and just, just how much that fucked them over as like that losing that generation. They were speculating that was the worst generation they could have ever lost in Mm -hmm. because it was the, the move from physical to digital. Right. Um, yeah, and that felt like a big, like delineation point. Right. Cause like they mm-hmm. talked about like the idea that you bring your back catalog with you to the new systems now. Right. So like nobody's abandoning PlayStation ever. Like I've got a digital copy of Ghost of Tsushima on there and there's yeah. no reason for me to sell that and get an Xbox or right. not buy the new system in place and get an Xbox instead. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a really weird thing. But Redfall, as uh, McCaller mentioned here, is just like apparently just a mess. It's like terrible to play. No one loves it. And it's an arcane game, which is even crazier. Right. Arcane is um, the Deathloop people and the Dishonored people. By all accounts, one of the better, like they're like a platinum. People just like yeah. love their games. Um, and yeah, uh, I feel like... Um, they they kind of gave this excuse that like look we didn't give Redfall as much attention and love as we did Starfield because they're really pushing Starfield. I feel like Starfield's their like one of the last things they actually even have. Dude, it's, it's riding on Starfield. Yeah, it's Starfield Ugh. has got to be great, and if it's not, and it's a Bethesda game, which those well, games uh- always launch broken, so. That's the thing. Like, it's probably not. Like, at launch, yeah. at least, it's probably not going to be great. It's, yeah. They've never had it. I mean, I, I don't know. I, they've very much not been my games, but they've always been broken. And it feels like there's been this shift really just this week between Redfall and Jedi Survivor, where it feels like we're done with broken games at launch. Yeah. It feels like that's not 
forgivable anymore. Uh, I don't know if that's just like a, a the podcast I happen to be listening to, but <laughs> yeah, it just seems like like it, it, you could very much have uh, Bethesda. I remember released was it Skyrim on PS3, and it was just like crazy broken because they didn't know yeah. how to develop for the PlayStation 3, and everyone was like, "That's crazy." <laughs> and, yeah, right. Yeah. And but it's Skyrim, and we love Skyrim, and it just feels like that has has ended. Yeah. Our patience yeah. is worn thin. It's it it should have never gotten this bad is also my my, my argument cuz it's like when did it like because because we can we can patch a game, we just ship them. Brad, it's a it's a crazy space. And again, that's why I really have always appreciated Nintendo that even through mm-hmm. all the thick and thin, they do patch games obviously a lot, but they mostly ship complete. They mostly right. ship like done no more, no, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Splatoon different thing. But other than that, it's like, and Pokemon, uh, I suppose. But like, oh yeah, Pokemon, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, place. again, like, and I, I bet you there there will be a version one point one point two of Tears of the Kingdom. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just they, these games are a little massive, getting massive now. Um, and you also get, but you also give a little bit more space to like, like Starfield, like launching a little wonky is fine, but like. I don't know, like cyberpunk, unacceptable. <laughs> like that's right. like, uh, yeah, cyberpunk gets deleted from the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. So, and I also there's like uh, Jedi Survivor has I think kind of unfairly been clumped together with Redfall because they both launched in pretty yeah. buggy states uh, at the same time. But like from and all why un- accounts, why unfairly? Well, that's what I was kind of getting to is like this idea that. Uh, even beyond the bugs, Jedi Survivor, it sounds like, is a great game. And people are loving it and are yeah, blown away it. by the the storytelling and gameplay. And Redfall, it's not only buggy, it's just it's boring. There's just nothing that. going on in this game. Yeah. So uh, for them to be in that same category doesn't feel fair to me. But like, sure. if Starfield, I think you're right. If Starfield comes out and is buggy in a way that Bethesda games are, but is so great in the way that Bethesda games are, it'll probably be fine. But yeah. It just feels like it do- It can't be just fine anymore. It feels right. like it needs to be a home run or Microsoft is going to, I don't know. Why would Microsoft sell the Xbox division? Right. Why not just sell off that brand and That's what I'm, yeah, I think they clear should. your books of it? Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. They never, they never really got too much into the development game anyway. It'd be easier for them mm. to just turn off their lights. Like they don't have many first parties, period. Yeah. Uh, I finished that Hi-Fi Rush game, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah? th- that was an Xbox exclusive. That game is fucking great. Yeah. Now give me four of those a year, <laughs> and I'm and I'm happy. You know, like uh, it does feel case, like though. the the bar for that is pretty low. We're just like just enough, just enough yeah. games to to function. Yeah. Four a year sounds about right. Yeah, four big games that I get excited about. A reason to turn on my Xbox. I realized before I beat Hi-Fi Rush. I hadn't turned my Xbox on in like three months. Yeah, no, me too. That's too long. (laughs) It's just there. It's just sitting there. It's a blank white box. Just, yeah, collecting. Anyway, uh, news over. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss our very first three entries into the video game. It's a comedy show, Hall of Fame. Stay tuned for that. Video games, a comedy show. Uh, today, 
I brought on one of my best gaming pals, uh, and somebody I, I really I really trust with this concept mm. to um to help me induct the very first three games into our video games and comedy shows hall of fame. I'm excited about this. Did I just come up with it? Yeah, but <laughs> I that, be, that doesn't mean I can't be excited. It's uh I think this is gonna be I think it's gonna be a new usher in a new era. Yeah. A more a more prestigious era of the hey, show. It's a home run. We can how often do we say like well, yeah, uh Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It came out and I liked it. It's just fun. Yeah. No, no, no. We're trying to write this in history. Baby. Yeah. This is good. This is going on stone tablet, this mind is getting you. Carved into a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um so I figure the the most fun way we could do this is um, we'll each take turns uh, uh, nominating a game from a five that we brought, um, and we I think we could take as long as we want to, you know, state our case for the game as a nomination when, as we're bringing it up. We can talk as little or as much as you want about it as we go, uh, and then when we're all done, we'll look at the ten games we have before us and pick. A mere three of them. Now, I do think there will be some crossover, and if there is, uh, I think we can both kind of chime in yeah. to advocate for that game. But, um, McCaller, do you want to get us started with our nomination? And I should probably be playing a little bit of music for this. Let's see. Mm. Maybe we, maybe uh, the Avengers theme. That is what I should play. <laughs> You're right. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Let's pull it up. The laptop I used to do sound effects is like basically a broken laptop. <laughs> it just basically doesn't do anything. So when I pull up the internet, it's just like it's deciding like should we pull actually pull mm-hmm. it up? He clicked it. Should we though? <laughs> do I have it in me? Yeah. Do I have it in me at this point? It always thinks the internet is not working. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Today I'm going to be showing you how to use Mogurts to make this your doesn't sound right. Really and stand out. <laughs> okay. McCuller, why don't you uh, start us off? Great, 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 great. Listen, uh, it's uh, I've heard it said a lot, specifically in like NFL drafts, that first overall is not a great pick because it's almost so obvious right. and everybody kind of knows what you're doing. The first overall pick has to be Super Mario Brothers, right? Oh, boy. Here we go, right away. Um, okay, so I have this on my list as well. Okay. The very first Super Mario Brothers. What can we say about this as it relates to a Hall of Fame? Well, here's what happened to me while watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Um, amongst that movie's many grave sins mm-hmm. were... A scene where early on Mario goes into his room and plays the NES. Yes. And I, like, my brain couldn't wrap itself around (laughs) the idea. Like, video games, like, in that world, video games happen without Mario. Otherwise, he would know that he is playing. Like, how does Mario play the NES? Yeah, right, yeah. And I was just like, And are his gloves too big to touch the button? (laughs) 
in my brain, I was like, therefore, in this world, video games themselves cannot exist. Like, sure. that's how hefty this game is in the yeah. annals of video. I, I, yeah. My brain could, like, with all of my imagination, <laughs> couldn't uh-huh. picture a world <laughs> where video games happened without Mario. So it yeah. just feels like uh, if you're doing a Mount Rushmore, this is George Washington. Super yeah. Mario Brothers, it's just the game that made video games. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I would add to that, too, that, like, were there other 2D platformers before it? Maybe. But who cares? Like, right. this this was a game that introduced us to, like, side-scrolling action platformers. It kind of introduced us to the idea of, like, secrets abound in, yeah. a, in, a, in a game. Um, yeah. And it, it just, still feels pretty good to play. Right. Yeah. Nobody it, it, has it, really... I mean, obviously, plenty of people have gotten running and jumping right. But, like, yeah. to out-of-the-park... Mm-hmm. smash it that way that like he feels good his jumps feel good the momentum yeah. makes sense of all the games on the nes2 this one holds up just so dramatically better than so many of them you know yeah. and it feels like there's something about this from the aesthetic to the way it plays that it's evergreen mm-hmm. uh not every game that i'm bringing in today are, are evergreen some of them are are much love. should be just dis- should be forgotten in, to, his- <laughs> to to history mind you but uh but this one's not really one of them um, I feel like Nintendo has done a really good job, obviously, with the franchise since and making it a tentpole mm-hmm. series for all. Like you said, there's no video games without Mario. Uh, and I think this first one here uh, did something to games that was so earth shattering. It's hard to even quantify. And people who mm-hmm. were around at the time definitely remember it that way. So sure. Super Mario Brothers is on both of our lists. Um, I'll go second. Here we go. Song starts over. <laughs> I brought in Tetris, the Ooh, original yeah, yeah. Tetris. Um, I think this game is uh, obviously like one of the more like exciting like games of the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. Uh, from Russia, of all places. <laughs> um, from the music to like the puzzle aspect of Tetris, I think this game is like. Like it's the it represents the addictive thing about games, the infinite loop of a game, <laughs> right? This is like this is like my argument for infinite loop games. Like I think you can trace a line from Tetris to Fortnite, like in mm. that like it's we're not playing it for story, we're not playing it for progress necessarily, we're playing it for high scores, mm-hmm. we're having fun in the moment with it, and even my mom sat at the kitchen table as as I was a kid and played Tetris for hours. Probably yeah. battling her own demons through, <laughs> through Tetris. Um, can't think of a game that, again, like, you know, we just talked about Mario. And I, and I think most of these games are, will feel like games we just can't think of video games without them. Mm-hmm. But Tetris is another one to me where it's like, yeah, definitely Tetris is video games. Yeah. In a way. There's, there's also that, like, that casino level of, like, dopamine that runs yeah. in from, like, uh, the sound effects and the way that, that like, that, like, inherently pleasing fixture of them combining. Uh, Tetris Effect Connected is one of my most played games this year. Dude, that's a great game. Oh, it's that's so a, good. The soundtrack of that is very addictive. I, I listen to it on Spotify sometimes. Just Yeah, no, I get it. I love it. Okay. And there's a little Te- level where a hot air balloon is flying and little kids, when you get a line, go, yay! Yay! Yeah, it's good. Yeah, What's it's good. better? What's better? I would love to play that in VR someday. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's yeah. a VR version of it. All right, McCaller, what's your what's your second nomination? <sighs> okay. 
I'm not sure about this one. Feels a recent, a little recency okay. bias. That's fine, that's fine. I'm nominating Demon Souls. Oh, okay. Uh, so I love this. I almost nominated Dark Souls, uh, and I and I will nominate it on a future one, but uh, didn't for this time. But I, I'm very much in it already agreeing with this. But tell okay. me more. What what's well, your? And I was going back and forth between this and Dark Souls too. I feel like Dark Souls was like the the Super Nintendo, the Super Mario World to right. the Demon Souls. This is the NES. Super Mario Brothers. Or, yeah. It's a different way of thinking about playing video games. Like yeah. it did feel like. If Mario Brothers was too hard as a child, you would turn it off. And uh -huh. most NES games, it's why I turned them off. They were too right. hard. And it's like a different feeling from this kind of game. And I haven't played very much Demon's Souls. I started the PS5 remake. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I know it through Elden Ring. I know the feeling that is being evoked from this. And it is accomplishment that I yeah. don't think you get from another... From a lot of games, rather. Like... The idea that they have evoked a new emotion this long yeah. into video games yeah. is very uh, surprising to me. It's like the most one of the most popular genres. It's been super influential moving forward. How right. many like the Jedi games? They're like, well, that's got some souls born in it. Like we have uh, uh, Demon Souls kind of started a whole new corner of gaming, and for that, yeah. I feel it's got to get honored. I love that. Yeah, I, I, and I, even though this is not on my list, I uh, would advocate for it by saying that, like, yeah, you just don't get, like, this is a whole new genre of game these yeah. days much anymore. That's like, you know, we, in, in our, in, in, like, the last 10 years, what have we gotten, like, two? It's like yeah. this, Souls games, and then... Fortnite. Yeah, the Fortnite type games, yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's also, it also feels right to put Demon Souls on here because, for all intents and purposes, like, Yes, Dark Souls very much popularized this, mm -hmm. but Demon's Souls was the first one like yeah. it. Like, Demon's Souls is a Souls game. It's the first one. And with that remake, oh, it goes down so nice. Um, My third uh, entry in here is the original uh, Legend of Zelda mm. I put in. Um, it's This is not my least favorite Zelda game, mm -hmm. um, but it's pretty... Like it doesn't. It's not it's high close. on my list. Yeah. Um, but I still don't think that that takes away from its impact, mm -hmm. like what it did for games. Um, I also love how much this does complement Super Mario Bros. In that it's like the two kinds of NES games that they could really do: side scrolling and top down. You know. Mm -hmm. And they kind of covered both in a two different meaningful ways and canonized that like. The Mario franchise was always going to be level-based, and Zelda was always going to be exploratory. Yeah. Um, I love the way that this makes you feel like you're on an adventure right away. Uh, obviously, all the classic, iconic meme stuff of, uh, you know, dangerous it's scary to, to dangerous to go alone, take this. Um, yeah, I, I, I very much feel like The Legend of Zelda won. Uh, also, I just remember as a kid being like, so chock full of secrets, so playground oriented, mm -hmm. wanting to talk about it all the time, um, and as and as a, like a template setter for the rest of the series, which we very much know has gone on to do amazing things. I think this deserves a place in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's my third. What about you? I feel good about it. Like, okay, it's again this like you can trace a line from the original Legend of Zelda to like Uncharted, like the the oh, fact yeah. that like making a, a video game an adventure as opposed to like, I don't know. It's just like, 
it's easy to look past it because so many games are adventures now, but like yeah. that's a different way of thinking about it. It was like score based right. before. Mm-hmm. So yeah. imagine making an adventure out of like your abacus. Like, that's not yeah. what it's designed for. Like that's very cool uh, and innovative. And yeah, first Legend of Zelda is great. Yeah. All right. What you got? Okay. Mm, I'm going to say, and I don't know if this is the right title. So let's talk it out. If okay. there's a better title to substitute yeah. in for this. Uh, Counter-Strike. Oh, great. Great. I was trying really hard to think of like, because for me, it's probably Halo 2, but like, what is the game that embodies Uh, this social aspect, this like semi-competitive, you can be on teams or like compete against them that like you can dump hours and hours into. That almost feels to me like the leveling up of Tetris. If your score goes from uh, uh, the number of lines you've cleared and your score Mm -hmm. there to your number of kills, like that feels like, a real like uh turning the square into a cube kind of moment for video games. This is such a good this is such an interesting one. Can I tell you one that's on my list so that we can just so we can make sure that we just ha- we can have them both sitting here on our desk okay. and we can look at them both. I have Halo Combat Evolved hmm. on my list. So I, and I think they both probably deserve a place in mm-hmm. the in the Hall of Fame. Um but I think it's important to talk about their distinctions and like why, like what makes like what like why one and not the other, like what makes them different. Like for me, Counter Strike is, I think it gets there first, right? I think it's there before Halo. Yes, and it's PC based, right? And it and it's sort of like I I more see Counter Strike to Call of Duty or something. Mm. Like it goes like. Like, like we want more act. It's not like we're not doing space shooting in Counter Strike, right? It's like more like mm-hmm. tactical. Yes. Yeah. So it, I see it, like yeah, a lot yeah. of corners, a lot of like uh, mm. uh, scopes, like realistic guns and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I see like Counter Strike through Call, which I I think probably one of the Call of Duties deserves a spot on here too. But it's like, so that it's like the it's like heavy in the multiplayer. Halo is also heavy in the multiplayer, but from a completely different direction, and also. Mm-hmm sets up a franchise mm. that is that is basically one whole console is ridden on for That's the true. rest of time. And I think like introduced first person shooters to a wide to like the market like in a way that Counter-Strike always felt like a secret club. Right. Yeah. Well, and and that's kind of what I was thinking about like with the the Demon Souls Dark Souls thing like Yeah. Do we want to give it points for like being the thing that popped it off or do we want to yeah. give it points for being the thing that innovative and or, I think or that innovated rather and both are both. valid i think yeah, i think i think both good. i don't think it did i don't think because like one the game that's not on my list and probably not on yours but like i think also deserves it is like doom like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you i think multiple things innovated and pushed things forward and and i think i think there's an argument that they both deserve a spot on here so yeah, but I definitely... Did you ever play Counter-Strike? Because I never got, like, big into it. I had a good friend in high school who was really good at Counter-Strike, so I watched him play a lot. Yeah. So I was, like, kind of aware of, like, the... Maybe not memes, but, like, the, the kind of way that that culture worked. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And sort of, like, the things that I feel like... I don't know if this is fair, but I've tied Counter-Strike in my head to the webcomic Mega Tokyo. Okay. <laughs> um, and maybe it was just because my friend liked these, but it felt like the, the like, leet speak <laughs> was, yeah. like, an early internet uh, uh, 
harbinger of like what was to come with uh, emoticons and and just like it felt like that was kind of a place to use it. And right, uh, Mega right. Tokyo had a lot of lead speak jokes. All that is to say, like you, when you describe it as a secret club, that feels very right. Mm-hmm. And um, but I can't tell if that's my experience and I just happen to not have PC friends and Halo was the one that popped it for me or if Halo was really yeah. the thing that popped it for everybody. Oh, yeah, because I think if you talk to Mikey Stevens, like, he's like, oh, no, Counter-Strike was fucking huge. And he's right. Yeah. And, and he played it a lot because he had mm. a PC. So it's like, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, well, they're both, I mean, they're both in the running. They're, they're both, both nominated. They're both nominated. Uh, the last thing I'll say about Halo, I guess, is, like, I'm I'm really personally, and I do love, I love Halo Combat of All. I love the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am personally very grateful that Halo popped off the way it did because it split the first person shooter i think to like space versus Mm. real grounded shooting and like while i think there's value to both as mechanically when you're playing games i do think like i prefer space shooters eternally because they're you know aesthetics and everything else and floaty jumps and stuff so i would always like much rather have like imagination involved in it than like yeah right call of duty has gotten very real and that is super like Neither appealing nor appealing. It's just yeah, like right. A, yeah. a bullet point. And yeah, so. it's a <laughs> it's a bullet point. Uh, all right, what's a what's a what's a fourth entry from you? Uh, I'm gonna nominate. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, Here we go. This may not even fit. Uncharted two. Oh yeah, baby. Let's hear it. What's your what's your argument for Uncharted two? It just I did not see like, it coming. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't. I don't love it. Uh, it feels like the idea of story in games yeah kind of like started to that's when uh we started to get these like narratives and even like cinematic experiences like yeah the moment that i climbed up that train in uncharted 2 that was dangling off a cliff i was like right it's when games started to feel less like a set of mechanics and more like a story that right. I was involved in. And it's one of those games that kind of evoked a feeling of being involved in it. Yeah. Um, and I, I I always feel like Naughty Dog gets the criticism that like The Last of Us, of course, it's a great TV show. It was already a great TV show when it was a video game. Uh-huh. But Uncharted 2 specifically feels like the kind of story that is better told in video games because you are playing it and getting that thrill ride aspect. It's so much more fun to play Nathan Drake climbing up a train than to see Nathan Drake on a movie screen climb up a train. So it just speaks to me of like a specific thing that video games can do that no other medium can and is like a hugely popular game and very fun and... Uh, one of the anchors of the PlayStation 3. It just feels yeah. like a, a an important-ish game. Human man and mascot Nathan Drake. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like, what if Indiana Jones was another guy? <laughs> right, very yeah. much so. He yeah. looks like Indiana Jones. He yeah. doesn't even have a different color hair. He acts like <laughs> him. You know, he's like a roguish, hunky guy. <laughs> well, look, and I'll say this, too. Like, uh, you know, I, Uncharted 2 is not on my list, but it's... Uh, it's like to me that's like video games as a roller coaster or like video <laughs> games as a thrill ride like something that it can offer that not everything can and I'll never forget the helicopter <laughs> sequence from Uncharted 2. That is like one of the best mm. one of the best set pieces in games period. I played through it again or or I watched a YouTube clip of it again the other day and it's just like oh my god it was so cool that whole that whole helicopter sequence is so so amazing. Um so Uncharted 2 
I like it. I like it. Um, here's my last one. Just to review, I've nominated Tetris, Super Mario Bros., The Legend of Zelda, Halo Combat Evolved. My last one is probably the one that's the hardest to argue, but like for, but I think it's just because of the lukewarm feeling a lot of us have on it now. Mm. But I think you'll understand what I'm saying. It's Grand Theft Auto 3. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Grand Theft Auto 3 to me is like, this is the sandbox game. Here we go. It is the PlayStation 2. We're in a new generation. Here is what a sandbox game looks like. Fully rendered in 3D. 3D models. It's not GTA 1 or 2, which is like top-down sandbox. Mm -hmm. This is, this is we're, we're playing Ray Liotta, <laughs> and he's <laughs> going to his friends' houses to pick up missions. It sets up the whole idea of an open world kind of mm -hmm. like I always felt like Ocarina of Time was an open world game too. Uh, mm. You know, I always felt or Pokemon even was open world to me. Like you could mm -hmm. walk from one end of the map to the other, but this is truly what they, what people mean by open world when they say open world. Um, you know, uh, I like other GTAs better. But this one to me feels like the one that changed games that, that mm -hmm. everyone tried to emulate after it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, again, I, 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 I feel like there's probably less passion for this one than any of the other entries on my list. But I also feel like it is arguably as important. It feels about as deserving as any game we've mentioned. It, it, yeah. Like, very few games that my brief time with GTA three was like, I didn't know this was possible. Yeah. Like right. we get God of war Ragnarok and we're like, this is a great version of a video game. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like, it, it wasn't like, I didn't know it was allowed. Yeah. To do yeah. It's like, it it's seemed like, like it was against the rules for right. GTA three to get made. It's like seeing boobs on an HBO movie. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know they were allowed to yeah. make something. I loved this much. I can't believe it's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. You got, you got a last one here. I do. I've been uh, <laughs> unsure of all of mine. I'm real unsure about this one. It feels like mist is important. Oh, great. Yeah. I almost had this on my list. So I think all of yours are very reasonable. I almost had all of them on my list. Yeah. I I, I, I have not played mist and really should. I, w yeah. I know I would love it. Like how much I love puzzles in games. Yeah. But that was another game that, like, I didn't know this was possible. I didn't know that a game was allowed to be this secret uh -huh. and almost cryptic. Yeah. And I would almost draw a straight line from Mist to Resident Evil. Like, yeah. games that were so opaque mm -hmm. and just, like, not t not telling you what to do. Right. And you just have to kind of figure it out. Uh, yeah. That's a specific feeling that was maybe like an early prototype of the Dark Souls thing. Like almost yeah. doing that in, in puzzle form, giving you the feeling of accomplishment when you progress in a game that seemed it though as though it was impossible to progress. Yeah. Atmosphere, man. This game has atmosphere yeah. up the wazoo. It's got like, you know, if people don't never played Mist, like the original Mist was just like screens you'd click through mm -hmm. and it had like a uh, Foley and sound design behind it and then sometimes music and... Uh, it told a story through its environments mm -hmm. uh, more than ever and like like found notes and stuff more than anything else. Uh, it's very scary. 
it's like a scary game. <laughs> like, okay, it freaks I was me ask out more that. than Resident Evil. <laughs> is it a scary game, yes. or was it like I was just too young to like? Like, it, it definitely has like an atmosphere of scary, yeah. but like, were there jump scares or anything in it, or were there like monsters? It's, it, it's it's hard. It's not it's not a it's not a jump scare type thrill game. It's like mm-hmm. a unsettling. Like I I I would turn it off, and this isn't a great commercial for the game but i turn it off and just feel unsettled for a while Mm. after i would turn it off because it's being alone is such a big daunting feeling in that game Mm. like it it really makes you feel alone and 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 because you're alone the whole game you do think something is going to jump out at you at any second so it's like what if that just didn't happen it's like ugh. it's 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 something else, man. I think that original Gone Mist Home kind of had that feeling for me. Did you play Gone Home? Oh yeah, Gone Home and Mist. I think there's a definitely a, a line between yeah. Gone Home and Mist. I think, um, and I yeah, and I would say Gone Home also scary. Like you'd also just like in that Resident Evil way, pick up a note and then learn scary information that wasn't mm. scary right now in front of you, but you would just you're learn. in a scary world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I love that entry. I feel like. Um, I feel like this is a good group of 10. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's deliberate here for a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like we, well, we have one in common. Yes. And it feels like that's, a, that, that's sort of a easy one to just say. That's like a, yeah. It's a credibility for the Hall of Fame pick. Like, yeah. You put Mario Brothers in it, your Hall of Fame can be a Hall of Fame. Right, right. Um so let's just say that could that for now we'll put in the in the good column. Yeah. Um Can I tell you my next like yes, please. layup? Yeah. Uh it feels like Grand Theft Auto 3. Okay, GTA 3. I th- I like that um I like to pick what some that are like disparate from one another like yeah. like you know what i mean like and they did different things so that to me does feel right um if i was going to nominate out of the rest of your picks i think i would pick demon souls hmm it, it would probably be souls. it would probably be I think Uncharted Two deserves a spot on here, but I think it. I think we can. Ho- I think. I think that will beat out something in a later nomination. That's a a, a much later round. That's like a round four or five. Yeah, of video yeah. Games that one needs to have some weaker nominations around mm-hmm. it to really pop. Of yours, I do. I think Demon Souls, Counter Strike, and Mist. I'm having. I'm. Tr- I'm having a struggle with picking which one I like the best because they're all so good and they're all so different mm-hmm. and they're all bringing a different thing to the table. Well, cause the other thing is like Tetris and Zelda. I, I don't know. It almost feels like they're of the same era as Mario brothers. So like, yes, it almost I almost feels like I, I would, if we're spreading our tent poles wide. Yeah, I agree. I, and I, and I don't think I, I feel like at least Tetris is a layup mm-hmm. like at, in a, so I doesn't, it's almost like TBD. That we know that will get on there at some point. Exactly. But I would hate to not have something like a Mist or a Counter Strike or a Demon Souls 
in, get inducted because I don't know who's going to nominate Counter Strike ever again. Yeah, it might be up to could Mikey get nominated Stevens. twice, but I don't know. Well, it, What's it your gut feels, telling you? My gut is telling me Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. If only because it feels like it almost feels to me like Counter Strike and Halo are like canceling each other out. It feels like right sure. now we can't pick either one of those without yeah discrediting the without other. hurting the other one's feelings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mist feels like kind of weird and off, and then Legend of Zelda and Tetris both feel like like they're the round two. They are <laughs> Zelda is the Mario Brothers stand-in, Tetris mm-hmm. is the Grand Theft Auto stand-in. Yeah. Um, either one of those would feel a little too close to the two we've already picked. Yeah. I think like Demon Souls is an is a is an interesting one. It also represents like this represents three distinct eras of gaming. And I also think it's like it really did the format. It did the Souls format. It was like you know, we just say Dark Souls, but it was, it was, Demon Souls came first and it had the yeah. same shit. It was the same armor. It was the same generation as Dark. It wasn't even mm-hmm. like Dark Souls had like better <laughs> graphics or something. Yeah. It was like, it was the same thing. And it's a hell of a game. I like Demon Souls as a game more than I like Dark Souls too. Mm. As well, I should say. Um, And did you play this one? I played, okay. So I've started a couple of times this PlayStation 5 yeah. one. It's on that oh, PlayStation Plus yeah. collection. Right. But also, like, I remember when it very first came out and I was hearing about it, I went over to a friend of mine's house and she was like showing me the fucked up things that can happen. Like, if you take a wrong turn and find a, de- uh, a dragon too early. Yes. And it just immediately eats you. Like, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's also it's a funny. Very, it's a very, it's a very funny franchise of games. Yeah. I, mm. I mean, Mikey, is this our, is this it? Is this our I pick? This is it. Super Mario pick. Brothers, Grand Theft Auto, and Demon Souls? Is that wow. what we're saying? That feels nice. It feels varied. Boom. I think that <clears throat> is it. I think, I think that's our first three inductees into the Video Games and Comedy Show Hall of Fame. It feels right. Feels right. Um, okay. Well, now that we're here. I feel like we need to rank them, but we need to set a precedent for ranking. And I also yeah. want to say that I think we can re-rank at any moment. Mm-hmm. Like at any given moment, it's like it's like you could you could call for re-ranking. But are we ranking these based on importance or are we ranking them based on we like them? Uh, here's my pitch. I yeah. I would almost argue we should rank them based on how much we want to play them today. I love that. I love that because that's a different thing mm-hmm. than ha- that's a different reason than the reason they got inducted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, my ranking then personally is Demon Souls would be number one, GTA three would be number two, and Super Mario Brothers would be number three. Do you want to play Super Mario Brothers more than GTA three? It's a great question. <laughs> I kind of don't, I mean, in the very moment we're speaking, don't want to play either of them right now. I I just intuitively rank them Super Mario Brothers 1. Just almost like future-proofing. Like, I'll always want to play that game exactly as much as I want to play oh, it now, which is still interesting. pretty good. Okay, okay. But I, w- I would be okay with that ranking if we could do Super Mario Bros. Demon Souls GTA. But I also, like, 
I could move Mario Brothers down to three. Because you're right. Like, the idea of picking up GTA 3 right now, very appealing. It's appealing. It would be cool to run around in that place. Yeah? Is it on Game Pass or anything? Can I play this? I, I don't know. They I Vice City was on PS Plus for a while. I was yeah. playing that. That was fun. The new one, like the HD one. Right. Yeah. I doubt I also downloaded that and didn't touch it. I think I I mean, if Super Mario Brothers is number one, I, I could that I that that there's something about that that makes sense. It feels like it's the number one yeah. son. So then what what do you think is number two? GTA? I think I would rather play Demon Souls than GTA. Yeah, so I would go one Super Mario, two Demon Souls, three GTA. That sounds right to me. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like you know GTA, as cool as that game was, seems like the one that will climb down the list the most as we go. Yeah. Like, but that's just by they just iterated upon it so much since, yeah. and they've made such more fun versions of it. I also feel like this particular ranking, like once you're in the hall, you're in the hall. This is this is like ranking yeah. around the margins. Yeah. This is right. this is kid stuff. This is this is just for funsies. The yeah. important thing has been decided. You're in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that is our first three inductees into the video games and comedy show Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Super Mario Brothers, Demon Souls, and GTA Three. Mikey McCaller, thanks for being on the last episode of this show pre tears of the kingdom wow yeah it was quite it was quite a quite a thrill what, where can people find you what do you want people to know uh you can find me on twitter at secret blimp i'm on twitch at twitch.tv slash secret blimp i'm in the midst of a resident evil 4 madness and uh oh listen to my podcast scary basement and if you're on the Super NPC Patreon, listen to Press X to Scream, the video game-based version of Scary Basement, where we do horror video games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, check those out. Those are amazing, fantastic shows. Uh, again, patreon.com slash Radio. We have bonus content by uh, the makers of the Scary Basement podcast. You should check that out, too. Press X to Scream. Good show. Um, the Pokemon Games Club, all that good stuff. We'll see you next week uh, with our first impressions of Tears of the Kingdom. Bye-bye for now.